0: Hi there, it's Greg Roworth here again with this week's episode of the Accepted Authority podcast. Now, this week, I'm coming to you again from New Zealand. However, this time, after spending three months at the beginning of the year, traveling in New Zealand and spending time with uh, my family, uh, we've decided that we're actually moving back to New Zealand. So um, last week... We've gone on the flight and we've actually landed in, um, in New Zealand now and uh, have uh, moved into our own house in New Zealand that um, we're living in in a place called Katikati, which is quite uh, close, about 45 minutes away from uh, Tauranga, which is the major um, city in uh, New Zealand that we well, uh, are nearby. So. It's um, been a bit of a journey and an exciting one that we've been on, deciding to uproot ourselves from Melbourne and Australia and move back to New Zealand, where we spent 10 years of our lives uh, from 99 to 2009. And after 14 years back in Melbourne, have uh, decided to return to New Zealand. So just to give you a bit of context about my journey over the last few months and our Decision to move back to New Zealand, where um, two of our children live, and eight our eight grandchildren are, are living here, um, which has obviously been a major factor in uh, our reason to to return to New Zealand to live. So from now on, the Accepted Authority podcast is coming to you from Caddy Caddy in New Zealand, um, which. Really doesn't change anything at all, as far as you're concerned, because what I do um, is totally transferable from you know where I was working in Melbourne with clients all around the world to now working in Caddy Caddy, still with clients around the world. Um, the wonders of the internet these days have made that possible, so that has made possible this move for us in a pretty seamless way. So the Accepted Authority podcast, as always uh, in this podcast, what we're talking about are specific growth challenges relating to growing your consultancy firm. And um, what I want to talk about today and address specifically is one of the tools that a lot of consultants use in educating their market before they get into a sales meeting. And it may be one of the major attraction tools that the consultancy firm will use to generate leads. And I'm talking about what is often referred to as a, a lead magnet. Um, it may be an ebook, it may be a video training or uh, possibly even a webinar. But more specifically, I want to address the ebook style lead magnet that a lot of firms will use as a written piece of content that they offer for free to potential clients. And often this lead magnet is a way to educate your potential clients about the value of your services and why they should get into a a call or book a call with you to discuss how they could work with you. Now, while a lead magnet is a very useful tool in the lead generation and lead nurturing process and i highly recommend having one what i've seen from a lot of consultants uh, is that the lead magnet itself doesn't really add the value it should to take a potential client from the point of indecision or, or not really knowing what you have to offer to the point of getting into a sales pool with you. And obviously, that's the journey that you want people to come on from. Now, starting off with identification of a problem that they might have to seeing you as the ultimate choice to help them solve that problem. So the lead magnet is something that is at the start of this process that we are offering to people to Start them on that journey of discovering more about the problem they have and how to solve that problem and why you should be the one they choose to solve that problem with them. Now, often I see lead magnets written, you know, in the wrong way, in a way that really doesn't help transform people or help them move along that Uh, the step in that journey often i see a lead magnet being a valuable piece of content that offers good insights and valuable information but it doesn't really add value on that journey it basically helps well generates a response from people like oh that's interesting or that's nice to know or that's good, maybe we'll try that ourselves. And that's really the worst thing that uh, anyone would want, you know, when you're offering that sort of information to get that response of, oh, we'll try that ourselves. That's the last thing that any consultant is going to want. And that's often what I see happening, not necessarily that third aspect. I don't think that op- happens very often, to be totally honest. <clears throat> but I do see a lot of consultants writing good content that is informative content. It offers real solutions, but it doesn't help people make their, or change their opinion about how to solve that problem to the point of getting on the phone or getting on a call with you over Zoom or whatever um, video um, type of uh, vehicle we're using. And that's what we want to happen. You know, when we put out a lead magnet, we want people to read our lead magnet, lead out, read our ebook, consume the information, have the insight to, to get them to say, Well, I need to make that call or get on a call to discuss with that person how we can solve their problem with them. That's the ultimate goal of a lead magnet. But it's often very much not the case with most lead magnets I see written by consultants or for consultants. And the reason for that is that the lead magnet is just informative, but it's not transformative. And that's a difference that I want to describe. Most lead magnets I've seen, and I've I read a lot of these. You know, just from my own information, but also to, to learn more about the things that we're talking about on the Accepted Authority podcast even. But a lot of these lead magnets just fill your head with knowledge. They are often un um, uncoordinated, if I can put it that way, uncoordinated pieces of content where there's just a like a brain dump of information about a particular topic. It's like telling everyone what you know about your topic. And when you do that, it really doesn't add value. It helps people to know more about the topic, yes, but it doesn't get them to take the action that you're looking to get them to take. So the difference in having a lead magnet that gets people to take action and having a lead magnet that is just informative comes down to having a different style and a different approach in putting that lead magnet together. So to have a transformative lead magnet, we've got to take people on a journey. And the journey is really through what... It's often called a chain of beliefs. Now, where that term comes from is from the fact that when a potential client starts that journey with you or with anyone else for that matter, they, they have a belief about a certain situation. They have a belief about their problem. They believe that their problem is what it is, or maybe they have a belief that it's totally inaccurate about what their problem is, but that's where they are. To get to the point of utilising your services, they've got to go through a chain of beliefs to take them on that journey. So they've got to start with the recognition of their problem. Then they've got to learn about perhaps the impact of that problem and what would happen if they don't do anything about that problem? If they let that problem continue to exist, what's the likely long-term outcome of letting that problem play out? What's the impact on them of that problem? Then when they have that belief installed, it is how do we solve that problem? What's the next step? If this problem is going to impact us so much that we really should do something about it, How do we solve that problem? So they need to start to have a belief about the best solution for that problem. Then finally, once they understand the best solution for that problem is how do we get that solution? And that ultimately should be getting on a call with you um, to start the process to get your help. So that chain of beliefs, that a potential client has to go through has to be initiated by you. And that's the purpose of a valuable lead magnet, not just to inform people about how to solve a problem, but to change their beliefs about how that problem is going to be solved in a way that they end up believing that you, your firm, is the best solution for them or has the best solution for them. That's how to write a lead magnet that gets action and helps your clients make decisions about choosing to work with you. Most lead magnets I've seen don't follow that format. Most lead magnets I see written by consultants or for consultants are just a series of step-by-step information about how to solve a particular problem. It doesn't help change their beliefs about that problem in a way that they want to take action. So don't make the mistake of writing a lead magnet that is just informative. Make sure that your lead magnet helps people change their beliefs and transforms their beliefs into a belief that initiates action to get on a call with you. So that's really all I wanted to talk about in this uh, episode of our Accepted Authority podcast. And it's maybe a short episode today, but a very important episode because having a valuable lead magnet that helps people make a decision to get on a call with you to initiate asking about how they can work with you to solve their problem is one of the most important pieces of the marketing uh, equation that we can provide. So Go back and listen to this um, episode again to understand the structure of creating an effective lead magnet that helps people and compels them to take action to call you or get on a call with you. This has been Greg Roworth. This is the Accepted Authority Podcast. If you want to know more about how we can help you solve your problems at Business Flight Path, then jump on my website, businessflightpath.com or look me up on LinkedIn or Facebook. Uh, just do a quick search for Greg Roweth and you'll find uh, my page and uh, look for the informative, inf- you know, well, informative information. That's a, <laughs> um, not a great way to say it, but hopefully information that you'll find valuable to answer your questions and solve your problems around growing your consultancy firm. So that's it for the Accepted Authority podcast this week. Greg Rowe without.